Oh, hello. I uh, didn't see you there. Welcome. Take a seat next to the press. Come on. Don't be shy. Good. Hey, uh, how did you find us here? Oh, mm-hmm. Sure. I see. Okay. Freak 9 must have left that latch open again. Anyway, I can't believe you waded through all that sewage water. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't be alarmed. That's one of our blethen freaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's toiling away at the press of the Picayune deadlines. You know how it is. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, just, just refrain from, yeah, yeah, there you go. Until you've bonded with a freak, it's best to be submissive. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm really glad you found us be because uh, I have some bad news. I made a mistake that will likely impact your ability to enjoy the content. You know, like Icarus, I flew too close to the sun by writing my own custom recording software. And unlike, you know, the hapless Greek who fell to earth with melted wings, the extent of the damage of my pride means that, regrettably, I'm still here to tell you about it. To pay for my technological hubris, you will hear an echo or doubling effect on the vocals intermittently throughout the episode. Of course, I apologize to you first, the listener, but I also profusely apologize to our guests in this episode for the mistake. I hope that you will listen despite the flaws in our primitive recording because, you know, I, I think there is beauty in the raw co- uh, is it- is it just me down here? What, what do you mean? Oh, I see. Yeah, just me. Just Colin, the devil's reject and his band of blethen freaks, slaving away at keyboards and printing presses and computer screens, eating dead rats, drinking homemade Mountain Dew. But I guess that, uh, what? Greg? I don't fucking know. Did you check a lake? No, I... Hey, look, I'm not my co-host keeper. Come on. No, I don't know where Detective Pikachu is. Did you check with Platt's precinct? Well, then, you know, hey, uh, it's been great having you here, but we've got some work we need to finish. You know, those deadlines, remember? So if you could just climb back through that pipe. Yeah, right, uh-huh. Past the large spider, you know, the one that keeps talking about his deadlights or something. I don't know. Anyway, look, I just work here, but uh, thanks again. Enjoy the episode. And now our offering, our olive branch to Boomer Seattle. There have been some some canceling, some some canceling, some scuffles <laughs> on online between um, you know people on the show and Boomer Seattle. And this is <laughs> this is just our offering of peace mm-hmm. and harmony and love. Frozen moment by a lake, a knife has been stolen. The death of the snake. I know the impossible scene when the dogs bark. I am a death bird, naughty night bird. <laughs> naughty? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> naughty night bird. Should be salt. Should be a uh, uh, motto of the show. Cold electric music. Damage me. <laughs> Rend my mind with your dark slumber. 
Cold temple of steel, cold minds alive, on the strangled shore, veterans of foreign wars, we are the soldiers of rock and roll wars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh god. That's, that's way more pretentious than I, I ever had any inkling. Um, uh, well, uh, I was ready to make peace. Um, now I'm convinced uh, we should find and execute all boomers. Uh, yep. These are uh, from, by the way, these selections are from the lost writings of uh, Jim Morrison. American Wilderness, Volume, volume 1. one. Uh, and it says national bestseller on it, so hey. good. Cool. It doesn't when? say what nation. A fan of spectral cultural appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I will point out the blurb on the back is from Jim Morrison, which seems like Hell a yeah. how do you get a How do you get a blurb on a book after you're dead? Oh. <laughs> it's, it's it was like writing. I thought I lost these writings, but I guess they're found. Yeah. <laughs> Hope right? you enjoy them. <laughs> Lizard King out. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, uh, Dad, if you're listening, thank you for introducing <laughs> me to uh, this great American poet. <laughs> well, welcome back to Seattle Sucks, a podcast about hating the city we love. Uh, the whole normal cruise here, it's me. Colin, I'm here with co-captains Greg and Brian, and we have two special guests. So many guests that it's overheating Colin's computer. Yeah, you're right. You can actually hear the fan. I was hoping you can hear it. All microphones you are can. in use. Yeah. Uh, we're here with Bryn Roth and Ben Yudishin. Friends of the show. Friend, yeah. yes. Previous we both found the show. Appearances. Return guests. guests. Mm-hmm. Friends uh, I have a in microphone life as well, not yeah. just from <laughs> the show. It's more work. <laughs> Old friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The boat's Brilliant. hot. The boat's yeah. hot. The boat's no hot. doubt in here. Yeah. Yeah. It's even hotter, yeah. Um, uh, Colin, you know, we've said this before, but Colin and I uh, met... Ben when he became our roommate years ago in the U district. Yeah, from a Craigslist. Yeah. From fucking Craigslist. <laughs> Craigslist thing. And, it's really um, a shame we didn't what, uh, disappear him, but yeah. we liked him too much. What's it, you know, what's funny about that is like <laughs> I'm sure you we, could have. That place was weird. We let him move in. He invited us to midsummer. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. But the thing was he was the least creepy. Um so yeah, and Low then bar. um Brian and Brian, we've probably also met mentioned met at the bar they now live next to uh, <laughs> <laughs> a true love story <laughs> yep yeah. i'll say and we also met ben at a jacobin it's study true yeah. yeah about so both... uh child care yeah. in the united states yeah, yeah. yeah. About child care. i think it might have been the last one that at least the last one we went to yeah <laughs> i think I it might have so. been one of the last ones i went to most too. of them <laughs> also uh just like to you know for to give you all at home something to identify with uh, most of us are drinking um, White Cloud. hard seltzers. Oh, yeah, it's um, if White you Cloud. were in America over the last week, what is the last week for us now? Um, it was White Claws coming out party. Had, yeah, it yeah. was. Not just White Claw. It was. Everyone at my, like, we took the boat over to Pullsbo, then we were on Lake Union, 4th of July. There were lots of people on my boat. 100% of everyone who came, and on the other boats that came along, 
was like, I'll do something different. Yeah. I've seen the billboards for this mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard it's seltzer different. stuff. I had every flavor of every brand available, as did, I'm guessing everyone in America. That's mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And we're still drinking it now. Oh, yeah. it's delicious. Yeah. Although, Zima is uh, back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Zima's fantastic. And yeah. it's a little sweeter. It's uh, definitely got more sugar uh, than yeah. uh, the White Claw. But I found that White Claw has less of the malt liquor taste yeah. than some do. it's it, it does it does say it's the purest uh something right yeah Do actually we... um so um a friend of mine who owns a, a micro uh beer bar he was telling me that their distributor um saying it's mike's hard lemonade actually came up with this it's of course company. it's just another re- yeah this is what they do it's like <laughs> There's a company that, like, our whole generation will be like, oh, that's so bad. And then they rebrand it. You know, like, yeah, yeah. bubbly, sparkling water. It's, oh, just, yeah. it's just Pepsi. Yeah. Pepsi yep. Corporation. Yep. Well, that Starbucks, that, what is that fake uh, Starbucks they put up on the Capitol Hill? It was, like, called, like, yeah. 23rd Street Cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. Yeah. Well, what, that shit who, rolled, though. Who originally invented the process of brewing high-gravity swill beer, malt lit, what we call malt liquor in America, <laughs> And uh, Old taking English? the color and the flavor the out of it, Scots like, Irish, Albert <laughs> Einstein, Probably, <laughs> yeah. fucking Appalachian. I mean, no, that's my the Albert thing. Einstein oh, of the Scots Irish. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Who, of course, lived in Appalachia. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think it all comes together. Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So this has been our first commercial. Yes. Um, <laughs> White Claw, I still haven't had like it. I do not endorse this. this. I don't endorse it either. Yeah. Well, as our resident teetotaling psychopath, no one asked you, Colin. <laughs> but uh, the two of us are yeah child um, care child care workers. That's how I describe myself. How do you now, describe yourself? Well, your labor. What is your labor? As um. Well, if it was Seattle, <laughs> yeah. I would be a domestic worker. Yeah. Um, to others, I'd be a nanny. Yeah. Um, and you know, others a childcare um, provider. Yeah. Um, I just say nanny. Um, yeah. But I mean, I've worked in early childhood education for many, 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 many years. No, I started totally. when I was sixteen as an after-school uh, assistant, and so. Um, it just happened to be something I was really good at and I really liked, and I stuck with it for a handful of years. But uh, I am now back to nannying, which, you know, Full there circle. are many, many reasons why. Oh, yeah. So, we can talk about that for yeah. sure. But uh, I was a preschool teacher for about three years, and then I switched to nannying about a year and a half ago, and it's great. But yeah. there are obviously some, you know, material economic reasons why i did right right like, oh absolutely I, I get paid more right oh yes and uh, that i think really affects how i view those jobs honestly mm-hmm. right like oh yeah like you know duh it's really expensive i don't know if you guys who have listened to the show have you guys ever talk about how expensive it is here Oh, it come up once in a while and colin is constantly bitching about how expensive expensive it is to have a kid that's true. I, I do do that. All it the is time. expensive. And are we nannies adding to that ache expense? Or well, are we part of that? Or yeah, you know, it's, like, it's but there's work? no like it's many, 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 many things that are like contributing to this. And um, as of right now, there's there early childhood education um, educators and centers. They have high turnover right now, and it's due to. Um, this 
fucking clusterfuck of, of state and there have been so many different agencies that you can be accredited through um, which all have different standards that you have to abide by yeah. which is yeah. impossible because you can't one might contradict the other um, and then there's the added uh, work on top of it because now children are commodities and um, it's uh, it's an advertisement or you know it, they're products yeah and no, yeah. right now what's being done is oh do you want your you need to have your kid preschool or kindergarten ready they should be doing this this and this by this time and it should be all documented and so there's for example um a company called teaching strategies cold um and oh, they're selling to yeah. different early oh my god to, hell yeah yeah they're are selling to <laughs> a lot of different, fans on the boat um early childhood centers and it's supposed to be children's portfolios and it's supposed to track their oh god what but so the thought is that each you should have pieces of documentation with a description of um what that child's doing what they're learning and how they're developing that way with a picture that gives that example well you've got 14 say you have 14 kids in your classroom you're supposed to have um i'm trying to think there's per year i believe it's 75 pieces of documentation for each child oh yeah um and this is all you're supposed to do this within the time that um you're at work you have one hour of planning maybe a week maybe a day that's depending on what your staffing is like, like what's documentation is this like a finger painting with a star sticker on it well i'll tell you what it's no. not a series of photos of the children that you put up on the internet because they won't <laughs> let me down by the rec center <laughs> stop it that's bad well um well, maybe let's maybe your let's, Tumblr. Uh, can, that's why they had to show that stuff. <laughs> well, maybe let's maybe let's pull back just a hair before we get to the real nitty gritty of preschool, <laughs> and and start with. So you're saying that you know all these people are sending their kids to preschool, and there's this whole idea of like the kids have to be kindergarten ready, yeah. and there's a yeah. the fight to get well, to right. Yeah. Like, where does this like mania come from? Because when I was a kid, like my parents were fighting to preschool in Texas. In Texas, yeah. But like they, I went to preschool in uh, a... Texas. I was a guppies <laughs> kids for yeah. sure. Yeah, totally. Well, well, like I didn't go to preschool. Like you know, I, right. I felt like kids were just kind of left yeah. to lay well, around. I actually think <laughs> in our the difference yeah. between our experience is probably partially that, and even yeah. like. I maybe didn't even go to a school like the schools that we worked. At. Right. Yeah. Um, but um, I think part of this like rise of it is just sort of this like statistics sort of techno. I don't want to blame it on technology because it's not. It's really just sort of like a change Colin. in the economic, <laughs> like you know, sort of the more corporatized mm -hmm. approach towards human resources and just human development. And it's no longer about social emotional skills or it's all about academics. <laughs> and um, and it's it's I think it's a scare tactic. I think parents are really scared because one, with what's going on in the world right now, I mean like for yeah. us economically, um, they want their children to be the Best as well, and well, it's a competition amongst because parents. Absolutely. In if you're not the best, you're fucking dog shit. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, our, as we become more stratis uh, stratified, mm -hmm. like economically, being the best just means like having like a dignified human life. 
Yeah. Now, well, we accept, too, that this is a zero-sum game, right? So yeah. there's only a few, like, lives and jobs with dignity, and you're going to have to, like, fight and scrape yeah. to get them. And for some reason, we believe that those will be handed out via whether you went to the best school or something, as opposed to, like, you know, whether you're born in the right family. Yeah. Which but, also... Uh, helps you get into the right school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So, so, so yeah. So what preschool like, will people like um, twenty years from now be dropping like people obnoxious people drop Harvard? You know, <laughs> you're actually, you're, I'm sure you all know people who went to Harvard uh, and like can't help telling you. I, every, like, I'm sure there week. are See, several in the city now. But those people that went to Harvard, <laughs> they didn't go to preschool. Yeah. They had nannies. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we get paid more, well, right? Well, and this, this actually goes to another reason why people send their kids to preschools, daycares, nannies, hmm. after school programs, which, you know, you can't avoid, especially for working class families, is the fact that they have to do this because they have to work right yeah because right. we don't have sort of certain supports or even just right. sort of like in a kinds of jobs that are more conducive to that life. so today i was perusing the whack um again and there is a new like piece of legislation that's uh coming into effect um and so most child care centers they're um when they take an infant they have to be i think it's uh, eight or maybe 12 weeks old but That's now, still very early. But now, yeah. they can take it from yeah, just for now. And that's coming in. Which, which, uterine. And it's like, <laughs> uterine well, and, and it's the, under the skies of like, oh, well, that's great. You know, like, freedom like for it's the helping, kids. You know, yeah. parents, you know, they don't feel like they have to, yeah. like, take well, that time off. Well, but the thing is, no, they don't yeah, have no that time. Wants to take that they don't have to take that time. They don't have that time. I mean, people are <laughs> saving like vacation yeah. days uh. to be able to, like, women who are recovering from C-sections yeah. and vaginal births. I mean, like, they are going back within, like, a few days or, or a week after, um, like, giving birth. And their bodies aren't healed yet. I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. one, taking care of themselves, well, well, and two, like... Huh. You have a new fucking child <laughs> that you might want to see. Right. Yeah. Well, I think the same like psychotic drive that makes you think that if my kid doesn't get in the proper preschool when they're two or when they're uh, twelve weeks old or whatever, that their life is fucked, is the same like psychotic idea that if I take two weeks off of work or a month right. off of work for you know to take care of my kid, even if I have the vacation yeah. days, like I'm going to be punished for it, right. you know, or I'm going to be passed over. I've or whatever, seen right? so many times uh, parents that, um, well, one last year, I think at least particular companies and bigger companies um, have passed the paternity time or like mm -hmm. time off. But what I'm seeing is parents are taking turns splitting that time and they're actually not, having the time they're working from home right like using vacation time but working from home yeah and yeah. i mean that's hard more time for your side hustle like yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> um it's it's really ridiculous um yeah. but going back to what brian was talking about about like the worry about getting your kids into preschools i mean I, if you were to look into preschools, like fairly good ones there are three-year wait lists oh easy yeah. i mean companies are telling you if you even thinking about having a child put your name on that wait list yeah. like oh you're still single but you think you want to have a child put your name on that wait list well it's at least uh heavily subsidized and cheap to put your kid in preschool right oh, oh absolutely yeah. i mean 
$2,000 yeah. a month per child. It doesn't cost as much as a lot of people's monthly wage. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost exactly, it was funny, for a period of a time, I made the exact amount monthly that it would send, take to send one kid there. Like, yeah. just almost down to the dollar. Yeah. Well, that must mean, since both of you guys used to be preschool teachers, that must mean that you guys are very, were very well compensated. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Not. <laughs> yeah. No. So the problem is, I made less is, than what is the current minimum wage mm -hmm. now when I started. Yeah, like maybe and four was, years ago, five. Years but this ago. was like a <laughs> shitty preschool that actually made kids stupider, right? Well, I had some maybe some stylistic differences with people, but we scored well on tests. So, again, that's all that matters, though, right? Oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So uh, were you an early achiever school? Oh yeah. Oh, so so the fuck okay. does that mean? Exactly, it's one of these like oh like. So, yeah, so, okay. poop in a toilet so I was telling you about like the different agencies that you can get accredited through and then each one had different standards that you had to abide by right so now most of these um, these agencies have been absorbed into one so you have child care aware which they are the uh, creators of early achievers and that is the most popular one right now um, and then you've got like DEL that is absorbed into that and mm -hmm. then now the new it's uh, DL still owes D me a few hundred bucks for like some training that they're supposed to pay oh, yeah. me back for you know <laughs> well and that's the thing is like okay so that it sounds like now, a reputable outfit right <laughs> so now the idea is the problem was they are wanting a more cohesive um like set of standards there they finally realized that oh this is not possible this is absolutely ridiculous not possible so they've absorbed so they're, they're, the they're, for all the dumb kids they're trying to like have a <laughs> like alignment of standards so that you can actually follow them um but the thing is the people that are writing this <laughs> these standards and this uh, legislation um they have either never worked in a classroom or it's been years and years and years. Yeah. So right now, currently, the um, director of, um, I'm trying to remember what it's called now. It's like, ugh, hold on. Um, it's the new freaking agency for Washington State. For my, all my membership stuff laps, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't get the emails anymore. I tried to get my merit the other day. Yeah. And, um, but it is... Uh, Washington State Department of Children, Youth, and Family Services. So those have been also been absorbed in that. Um, All right, fans, send your harassment. That one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, I was perusing um, like their teens and uh, the director of this this uh, agency, and um, I was looking at her credentials, and she has uh, degrees in. Uh, administration but not in child development so she's worked at different places yeah. that involve child development right but i'm not sure that she's actually studied child but development or family studies it doesn't that fit though right because this whole approach is that administrative managerial i guess right. corporate america style of business approach. Shit. yeah it's managerialism and what do you need with managerialism but you need stats and right. uh, but but the, but the problem especially with child development because when i was using all these programs and having to fit these standards i was watching kids who were one to two right, like right how do you quantify the the development when it's like they're learning how to walk 
Oh, right. so they're like, yeah, right. And that's yeah, the thing is, there's uh, such a window, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. and really, I mean, yes, and it's physical it's development. Like emotional development, too, right? But, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what I was just going to get into is social emotional not, development. Not necessary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not around here. Right? Not, yeah. Yeah. Well, not yeah. in, I mean, in Seattle, right? And <laughs> so, one of the things that I've come across. That's what these um, tech robots are trying to do. They're trying to find a way to have humans look at emotion. here, and I did not develop emotionally as a child. Watch your goddamn. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so something that I've come across in my many years um, working in child development uh, is we were just talking about physical development with mm-hmm. children that young, and I've come across a lot of parents that are worried and freaked out, like, oh, my, okay, so my kid isn't um, walking right now, and they're yeah. 18 months old, and I'm Freak really worried. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Into the world. No. Did you ever feel well, that way? so-and-so's kid is is walking. It's like, oh, yeah, but, but development isn't... You don't develop in a linear fashion. Each yeah. person develops exactly. when they're no, ready I, in different oh, oh, I watched oh, a kid. Colin, like what's your metrics at right now? Yeah. Uh, well, Do you get a graph? We... we don't have metrics really but uh <laughs> we did experience that quite a bit and so uh, z's gonna grow up and be homeless i guess so yeah. i mean i don't, I don't know but <laughs> sure they're they're like speaking three languages when they're eight oh, right. but or they're, they're taking, walking, pro- or they're taking um, yeah. programming classes or what are the uh yeah, yeah. coding oh, classes, oh. classes. Colin. for girls oh colin's oh, running yeah. a coding is zara, is is zara oh, really? enrolled zara. in your coding camp uh not yet but we'll see <laughs> she has to pass the test. So yeah, so well, I, I think we've hit on like what is at the heart of this, right? Is that it's the sort of cult of managerialism, which requires a series of quantifiable metrics right. mm-hmm. yeah. that have to be met, which all presume that children progress in a straight line mm-hmm. that can be measured through <laughs> documentation, and that by that you spending time and in interrupting that development in order to do the oh, measuring, absolutely. you are doing the correct way of. Yes. Oh, so with early yeah. achievers, do you remember that you need to ask a lot of questions, open-ended questions. Oh yeah. But then to two year olds. Yes, but that's a thing. Yeah, no, they absolutely. They want you to sit there and and observe. And they want you to constantly like ask them open-ended questions about what they're doing. But the thing is, which is why my lawyer dad is really good at that. that child's <laughs> cognitive development and learning. Like, so you're breaking exactly. that. You're not actually yeah. helping them. Like, you're interrupting them. And like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's hack your kid with three easy steps. Yeah, and I just like, uh. I used to get. Um, dinged on that for my classroom, yeah. but it's like, no, I'm leaving them alone. They are engaged and they are learning on their own. Yeah. Uh, like, She's like, and that's why I'm on my phone over here in the corner. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Well, I do your Colin's like, experience Sorry. with uh, this shit. Like, you've talked about <laughs> Colin looks like he does not want to know about his <laughs> experiences. I don't, I don't have a lot to add other than to say not being in preschool per se, we still heard a lot of that. There's a lot of anxiety from parents about all those kinds of milestones, feeling like they're already behind when mm-hmm. they're just around one years old. And it is really absurd. And you'll hear, I mean, these things last your whole life. If you have conversations mm-hmm. with parents, mm-hmm. they'll talk to you about their own development or say, oh, I, apparently I was slow to speak. And it's just kind of like, yeah. all oh, this yeah. stuff yeah. is sort of um, if you know, like, when you for the first down. time, you are psychotic. You, yeah. well, you're, <laughs> but, but that's the thing, your parents Unless do. it was last year, that's psychotic. Uh, your parents do, and it sounds like if yeah. we're documenting it, then they increasingly will. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it'll be yeah. a dossier yeah. on your kid from the time they're born, it, practically. 
Yeah, I feel like kids are age. Like, that was the maybe the beginning of that. Yeah, for sure. And I appreciate absolutely 100% nothing about my childhood, but <laughs> I maybe should appreciate the fact that whatever my parents were on, it was not that trip. Yeah, that like, didn't happen to you. They were, yeah. like, more totally like, yeah, I guess you'll grow up and be, so, be a human being. Great. Uh, that'll just happen. Well, you know, it's actually a normal thing. Yeah. I'm fucking disinterested. Well, yeah. one of the things now, I mean, obviously, our city is a really great example, um, but the skier is actually more so in the upper middle class. Like, the more money that you have, that more more oh, yeah. fear is there yeah. because yeah. because there is that competition in the, you know, business world. Would you say it's a form of bourgeois anxiety? If this was, like, a New York Times trend piece, we'd be extrapolating this like it was the whole fucking country and society, but really we're talking to some degree, like, the economic stresses we're talking about, like, are universal, but, like, all this bullshit has got to be contained within certain stress. Well, so, uh, sure, yeah, yeah. gosh, Megan Erickson, she wrote, uh, uh, Class Wars, uh, Class Wars, and she talks about, she was an, uh, a director for, um, a, like, or a private preschool, right, in New York City, and she talked about, um, so I told you about their waiting list. Well, a lot of places you need recommendations. Letters of fucking recommendation for a fucking preschool. And she was getting letters of recommendation from Bill Clinton for these children. Like, that's what you had to with, do. Uh, which, with the Epstein news today, <laughs> Yeah. That, that... Oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That's not sorry, good. sorry. Good. Yeah, no, I just no, dated no, this episode. But I mean, it, it, it's obviously worse in like the four awful coastal cities on the West Coast and like the four awful coastal cities on the East Coast. Yeah. But even in so like rural Indiana or where my brother lives, when he had his daughter, his wife had to quit her job to stay home with the kid because it was more expensive to put the kid into preschool or some sort of childcare than she was making her mm-hmm. so, yeah. and then eventually because you know I don't think she wanted to just be a stay-at-home mom what she ended up doing was getting a part-time job at a preschool so that they could get the employee discount of course. Mm-hmm. like some pay from yep. it to help I have a lot of, co- of co-workers who were who worked yeah. for a a, a year or yeah. two maybe well it, honestly yeah. that seems like they found something that almost makes sense where like trying to fit into our backward fucking capitalist nightmare society like something that actually makes sense where she was going to participate in the communal raising of kids as part of raising her own kids and staying with them also raising them at home part of the time like you know a parent was doing that but like that's not something everybody can do so most people are just like lost in this yeah yeah. Yeah, trying to navigate the preschool bullshit the thing is as well you have this sort of upper middle class arms race over the preschools you know if you're just a regular person who has a kid you just you have to fucking deal with the world that's being created (laughs) right right? Right. and that and also you get to be looked down upon by the rest of society yeah just another reason to hold that you're doing something wrong because you are your working class right yeah absolutely and the thing is it's like you know this collection of metrics is maybe going to give us this brave new world where instead of like Gattaca where you have like reams of Mm -hmm. like fake race science instead (laughs) you have reams of like instead of just having to tell people at parties the awkward story 
story of what college you went to, you're going to be like going all the way back. And, and you're going to be like, wait, yeah. when did you speak for the first time? Wait. Oh my God. That's not wait, good. Was this a time you did abstract reasoning? <laughs> <laughs> you demonstrated abstract reasoning. Oh, okay. Mm. I mean... Mm. You were 18 months. That's a 16 at least. Well, they'll be like, we are prejudices too. Like, Montessori. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. No, no, no. Gonna no win the I'm going to tell you. Montessori, <laughs> Waldorf, Reggio. Those are expensive. Oh, my God. Oh, those are expensive. Yeah. Not Grigio, my darling. Grigio. Yeah, yeah. So it's all, there were, like, a bunch of, like, Italian women in the early 20th century who were all, like, de developed these new ways. Maria Montessori developed this, yeah. I hope they were communists, because a lot of the people, if you were from the early 20th century in Italy, might have been a fascist. Well, the Montessori was really fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, the Montessori kind of just let the kids do whatever they want. Yeah. Well, more child more really, 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 like, their <laughs> development is self-guided. Yeah. So you are there as, like, you make yourself a piece of furniture in the classroom. You don't interrupt them as they learn. They will come to you when they are ready to oh, learn. Oh, right? If they have a question, like, or they want to figure something so, out. See, Papa, I have a question. That sounds like something that had to be invented to convince people to fuck off away from their kids and, and like, stop doing this bullshit. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what, just kind of like what we're trying to do. How a kid should normally just, like, well, go, go, grow, go do some but, shit. So you know? this was cool. created for orphan and disabled children after the... Yeah. Probably World War One. Yeah, World War One. So, and, and then it was assimilated into, like... Regular people, yeah. Stuff, so. No, I mean, I for a brief period of time went to some weird hippie school, in, like, <laughs> in, like sub uh, uh, bourbon Dallas, where they we like walked in the forest every day. That was a oh, is there yeah. a King of the Hill episode about that? There probably is. Oh, I mean, I I can basically connect a story of, from my childhood to literally every episode. Of King of the Hill. <laughs> oh, so, I am like completely. I'm you probably got it too, right? Arlington. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, totally. Dallas is the closest. The city yep, yep. gives it away. Yep, exactly. Well, and uh, one, we're yeah, that's right. We're back in an episode of Texas Sucks. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but North also, Texas, Texas is all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have these sort of uh, developmental periods in the United States, right? Where yeah, we have these uh, Italian uh, child theorists who come in say the twenties. Mm -hmm. We have the progressive era of progressive do-gooders marching into industrial districts to tut tut the poor. Mm -hmm. And then we have the original like form of child rearing in the United States, which is where you would let your kids play with the slave children, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. which creates its own like weird like sort of uh, child care narratives in yeah. Uh, yeah. America. Um, I mean, I kind of feel like in some ways the nanny for the upper class person is going back to that original oh, way. So just sort of obviously, you know, so different, I'm different yeah, yeah. context. I'll, I'll tell you a funny, like, story. When I was in college, I had a roommate from Grapevine, Texas, which is one of these awful Dallas suburbs. And I remember he had this, like, rich grandfather who was, like, some sort of surgeon or something. And I just remember him telling this story one time about his, you know, that he had the same mammy that his grandfather had or something Ooh. like that. Or oh, dad how old is that woman? And I, was, I know, yeah, right? and I was just, I was sort of laughing. She was just taxidermy. Yeah. Like, it, it was me and this guy from Kentucky that he tells this oh. to, that he tells the story to. And I'm just like, wait, hold on. Rewind this, rewind that tape, sir. You're a fucking mammy. He's like, yeah, I'm a man. Like, like, like yeah. this is the most normal yeah. thing in the world. Exactly. Like, yeah, mammy. Like, you, you did not have like an elderly black woman. Yeah. How did you? How did? How did you live
You have a mammy? Like, what the fuck? What, where do you go when you get in your time machine to the 19th century? Yeah. There's a lot of that shit in the South still. But I mean, yeah, honestly, though, there's a lot of that shit all over the country. I don't want to well, dig in the South right. too much. It would just create a prejudice in childcare towards uh, where you'll see like a disproportionate amount of like black women, and in particular the South of black men, because there is this kind of mm-hmm. like stigma against men in childcare. Mm-hmm. Don't but, I know it? But in the <laughs> South, I got lots of stories about that later. Mm-hmm. But. Oh, yeah, I should only get into that. And in the South, though, there's this like, like you know, <laughs> men are not accepted in a lot of childcare scenarios because they're considered mm-hmm. to be predators mm-hmm. right. with the weird which is weird because a lot of times i kind of do think of most men as predators <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Not pretty accurate just for no, different reasons not, not <laughs> its own data but but ironically in you know these areas where like black men are treated awful oh, it's... they are allowed into like child the child care arena which is this holdover legacy of slavery yeah which, which is, is like, like a part of like that dark deep white supremacist ideology about sort of like sort of like lesser than kinds of people and but you had mentioned sort of like men working in childcare, like you know i push the kids on a stroller basically down beacon avenue for like two hours a day so i've had a lot of chances for this and like all the time i get people that see me and go oh you're such a good dad or 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 they like honk the car are they all yours oh my god are they twins like they're sleeping i don't fucking know These are my kids. I don't know. To take a picture. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? Are you? Brent, it's for my Tumblr. Who are you that you (laughs) think you could just take a picture? They're for Jeffrey. A child that you don't know. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> dark. So, but Colin, you have the same. I've had the right? same experience yeah, yeah. Uh, of just being a man and having a child. It's like mm. you're a hero. <laughs> you're a hero. I can't believe you did it. Colin <laughs> raised his kids. I, took, I know, right? I took my daughter to lunch the other day, and this woman, hey, that Colin's wife. Colin oh, are you on babysitting duty? <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. And this woman, she gave me that rub. You know, the rub on the shoulder, and she's oh like, "I just want to tell you, so you did oh, such a great job. It's so great to see you with your daughter." And I'm just like. She was, she was probably like like dirty, you know. She was like covering ketchup or something. And like, oh my god, you're so good. I mean, I, she, she was older, so I'm willing to give her more of a pass. But yeah. it is kind of like, well, I'm a parent too. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, well, and it's one of those those things that which again, it's like, oh men, we're so we, yeah, we're, right, you know, it's yeah. so uh, hard to be a man. But yeah. it's one of those things that shows like through sort of like with these systems of like gender roles and oppression or whatever, like. It just creates this thing to where the wrong people are even being valorized, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like, yeah. and in some ways, it makes them doing it. it. It's in its own way, it's a kind of like page patronizing, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, it's reinforced in the idea that it's not their work, yep. right? This mm-hmm. is a special right. little, which is the chore that you did or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, and yeah, I mean, and I think that gets. I still good. should get paid uh, more. Just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, if we're gonna just have that, like, just to be clear. Yeah. Well, and but I think that gets back to the thing we're talking about it in preschool right when we mm-hmm. say that so people are paying these astronomical never been right. seen before tuition rates mm-hmm. yet the preschool teachers are still making basically no wage all oh, yeah. that money is going to the directors yeah and so the last school that i yeah. guess left um we went through a transition period um our director retired and it took a long time to find a new director and um finally after like a year um they found one, and she came from Chicago. She was a director of uh, um, uh, charter school. Cool. 
And they gave her Personal three friends times with Rahm more <laughs> than our last director. Yeah. They raised the tuition by 12% to pay her, not for us. The workload got um, more on us sure. as teachers, but we weren't getting raises. Um, we were getting our, we weren't getting annual raises either. Uh, we were getting COLA. Right. And they scraped and they, they looked through all of all of the books yeah. and they managed to find money to get us a little <laughs> bit of a raise with the cola and the raise. It was three percent. Yeah, exactly. which yeah. that's yeah. like just cost of living. That no, I mean, yeah, that might be less. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. you're talking about you know a uh, not to name names, but a preschool attached to a like very, very wealthy just, institution. Oh, well, honestly, in, 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 in Seattle, my uh, experience from what I've heard from other childcare workers and mm -hmm. other contacts, it's Sometimes those big, sort of multi, mm -hmm. yeah, like those are even worse to their workers. You know? Oh, absolutely! And, and, and this just, is a nonprofit. Yeah. Well, so yeah. well, naturally, um, I tend to like somehow I just fell into um, the the well-to-do um, demographic. So sure. I worked for a lot of uh, I worked for In Children's life. Hospital, mm -hmm. I worked for Harborview, and I worked for um, Fred Hutch. And so, like, these are like, yeah, 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 yeah. But they have um, a ton of bargaining power, right? Right, to right. Get you guys. And, there. and the thing, like, so the last place I, I just, or the last place I left, um, we had like a parent board, right? Um, they wanted this director. They voted her in, and shit's falling apart. I actually was um, on a play date <laughs> at Youth Village um, with another nanny and her kiddos and my kid. And I just happened to see a parent with her kiddo that was in the classroom next door to mine, mm -hmm. and we were chatting, and I got the lowdown. Well, and I've kept in contact with other parents and things. And what's happening right now is shit's falling apart. One, the director is extremely fucking racist. Um, nice. Two, um, <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Uh, very good. Oh. So, yeah, when she first started, sorry, I'm like going on many different, like, thread tangents mm -hmm. um but it's important to like right. on understand like how these like all these different layers of oh the God. business work and how it affects sort of yeah. the actual care that's given to the child yeah, it's yeah. Mediated, mediated through so, so many different standards and yeah. groups this woman like like i said she's racist <laughs> um she came from chicago um so when she first started she wanted to get to know everybody all the teachers and she wanted to have a one-on-one with each teacher, half an hour, you know, you can talk to her, ask her anything. So it's my turn, and and we're chatting. Yeah, like and a, 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 in real life, AMA. <laughs> <laughs> she she's like, well, do you have any questions for me? I was like, oh, well, you know, kind of interested. Like you, you were an educator. You worked in education in Chicago. Like, what are your thoughts on like charter yeah. schools and like really like the fall of like the public education yeah this and, like, is like around ding, 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 ding. And this is and like she, around a lot of like teacher union activity yeah, the time um, yeah so yeah. she sat there and she's like well i was a director for a charter school and you know the kids that went there they really wanted to learn and the other kids that were in the other schools they just wanted to join gangs and do drugs it's true 
Oh my god. Absolutely. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, but she is one of those fucking terrible liberals that's like, I'm a liberal, but look, you're just as fucking racist and terrible as a fucking Republican. I want to give them um opportunity to help crush teachers unions yeah yeah exactly oh yeah exactly. i mean well, we yeah. were experiencing i know there was a, a many different centers that i worked at uh where union reps were coming and no they and, never came to ours but i was considering was, doing like, it talking to yeah, yeah. the union group they were fired Oh, I'm I mean, sure. like yeah, any yeah. other place, but yeah. like it's just really... my place was so small they only had like two mm. very small occasions okay. uh, but I could absolutely see that happening, and I could see it being a problem. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'll I'll call them out. Um, one of the biggest like owners of prestigious uh, schools are Hyrule Nelson. Oh yeah. Um, so if I've you're aware of, of that, then yeah. she's a real fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's a fucking horrid bitch. But I mean, these schools are terrible. But they are number one for yeah. firing anybody who's spoken to uh yeah. there was one very specifically that i have a bunch of friends and um yeah they lost their jobs when so, they found out secretly they were meeting with them secretly and they were found out and fired yeah so we have this like large female workforce absolutely that is coded female it is paid you know essentially minimum wage to watch kids and is like virulently anti-union yeah. So essentially, what we have is just like a something equivalent to like a Walmart style model, just a childcare. The only difference is instead of getting the discounts that Walmart gives you, you still get to pay top dollar to uh, to send your kids there, so that this parasitic managerial class can, uh, I guess, get another you know house or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, oh, sorry so, to uh, combine kind of everything that we've talked about um, and. Not ending it, but uh, bringing it to like a point. Um, all of that leads to um, the fact that early childhood educators, whether you have a degree or not, and especially in, in preschool, we are thought of as um, glorified babysitters. But there's also the expectation that we are there, we are the experts to know about these children, to help parents, but we're still treated like shit. And the work keeps getting yeah. piled on top of us, piled on top of us, and the expectation is unrealistic. Um, and obviously, there's no pay for it. Um, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, no, I mean, I actually, I, I have a hot spy AC take about the whole glorified babysitter thing, which yeah. is that we are babysitters, and that's because babysitters rule. Well, yeah. <laughs> If you think right? about it in sort of like the concept, if, if we try to strip it of its like, ec, you know, like dollar meaning sort of, yeah. shouldn't the goal sort of be like, the idea is like jobs where you're caring for people right. and care should be a thing that should be that it should, valued, should right? be valued, right? And yeah. should be, but it's, it's not how it's, it's set up no. currently, let's yeah. say. You know, but yeah. but yeah, like I I almost would wear that as a badge of honor yeah. at this point. So yeah. the other day it was kind of funny. It's also like, because I make more money ironically <laughs> babysitting oh, oh than I do. <laughs> Actually, I make absolutely more center. money. Like, oh my god, yeah. Um, but the, on on that note, <laughs> like, um, 
I would, you know, on the level of preach to anybody or say, like, you know, what we do has value and, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, just the care. Yeah. But I found myself the other day, actually. So I am actually really um, privileged. I, like, got a, I really lucked out with a really fantastic family. Um, I did and too. I'm not just saying this because I'm worried. <laughs> about it. I'm not if you're listening, um, both these people would like to keep the job. Oh, <laughs> but, um, so they're really awesome. They, I mean, really, my work is child-centered. Like, I, I don't need to clean their house. I don't need to, yeah. you know, run their errands. And, and do all you that need bullshit, to do right? documentation? No, and go absolutely that stuff. not. Like, exactly. there's trust. Like, obviously, yeah. like, they hired me to take care of their children. So there should be trust, right? But I felt myself feeling guilty about not feeling like I'm not doing enough. Like, maybe, mm-hmm. like... I feel that way too. For a moment, it was like, wait, no, 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 no. The the fact that I literally care for them, that's what I'm there for, and the rest is just Mm -hmm. fucking like an extra. Like, like that should be valuable. Like that that amount of money per hour. I mean, it's worth it. Well, the managerial mindset and the obsession with metrics has, like, instilled us this idea that if we're not doing something that can be measured every minute, then we're, like, wasting time. Yeah. Because I think you get that at every job. Like, even at my work, I'll get that where people are like... You got time to lean, you got time to clean. Yeah, exactly, right? right? Like, oh, I'm just sitting around watching the machine, you know, so I'm not doing anything. It's like, no, you just said what you're doing. Like, you're watching the machine. Like, you know, you are caring for a multi-million dollar piece of equipment. Like, that is a thing. And honestly, you're not being paid enough to do it. Like, yeah. but, uh, but there is this sort of obsession with, like, you know, you know uh, physical activity for the sake of physical activity, right? Yeah. You know, uh, just to see you scurrying, right, is what they, well, is what they want. But, yeah. uh, but let's, let's uh, bring this back. So, so we we discussed preschool a little bit. We discussed mm-hmm. what, what a mess it was, but there's like a level above preschool, right? So if you mm-hmm. have more money and yeah. you want to invest in something else, you could uh, bring in your own personal servant. Is that not what they're called? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, I've been thinking though, and I mean, it is kind of going all the way back to like the fucking you know Romans bringing like educated Greek slaves. running into the, my boss's room where their bed isn't made. <laughs> yeah. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. I think the weirdest thing that like I've had like hard time wrapping my head around is the fact that um, it's so intimate. You're in somebody's home. You're taking care of their children. You see their life. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, is they don't want to know about your life. Right. Mm. So like it. Like, they can even care and ask you how your weekend mm-hmm. is and be kind and respectful. But in They're just essence, not as like, in our life as we are in there. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, but they also don't, like... Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, 
obviously there are healthy, respectful boundaries and like, but you're not just the help, like there to show up and leave. I mean, I guess you're, yeah. Yeah. It, it's more than that, right? Well, there's a conflict like, there, right? Because like this, that's what's fucked up about this whole, our, this whole part of our society is there's this obvious thing that everybody fucking needs, which is to raise the next fucking mm-hmm. generation. Mm-hmm. And we've, but we've convoluted it through our, through the marketplace uh, where you have to, where both parents have to work mm-hmm. or, and then they have, so they have to pay for childcare or they're, you know, at some daycare or they're very wealthy and they get to pay for to have extra help. But at the end of the day, it's something that should be happening in a much more organic way. Right. We've destroyed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would ask you, like, what is that? You know, what is the better way? My first, you know, stab at it would be, like, actual community, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I mean, you um, seen the show The yeah. Little Rascals? <laughs> well, that was one honestly, thing that sounds better than what the fuck they're talking about. I mean, honestly, I just think that there should be, like, a neighborhood child care center. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, for, like, every, like... Yeah, the kids there are. Yeah. You know, like no, there, I, I think we have a ton of little spots, or like you know, connected with the parks department or something. I don't yeah. know. You know, well, we've established on the like, yeah. yeah, we've established on the show that all neighborhoods of single family homes will be bulldozed for brutalists. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was actually thinking, yeah, you just put child so, yeah. centers in the bottom. Basically, yeah, that yeah. the they L, uh, so center. Somebody needs to put a doctor's center and a child care center in the bottom of every apartment. So complex. M- me and Greg were yeah. actually talking uh, about how because I live. I live and work in Beacon Hill. If you're yeah. in Beacon Hill in the middle of the day, uh, you'll probably see me. Um, <laughs> I'm always there. But, um, like, seriously, always there. It's ridiculous. All right. But, if you're listening to the show, go find, yeah, me. find me. If someone finds me, <laughs> then like I prove you guys have some uh, power. Uh, <laughs> if you see him, if you see a white guy with a beard, watch out. Congratulate him for taking care of the children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yes, Hang a medal around his neck. Best man ever. Yeah, exactly. Best man ever. No, but uh, but seriously though, like we just need to have a bunch of versions of that El Centro de la uh, Raza, like square where they have like you know, you know, obviously all the homes should be free and the childcare should be free and the burrito truck will also be free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I mean, you watch. films and entertainments from the 70s and 80s and they're always trying to save the community center and the mm-hmm. youth center so i feel like these <laughs> things need more, more, more than ever we need to exist at some point like right spoiler uh, everyone lost whatever yeah <laughs> whatever however any of those movies ended the in the aggregate they all yeah. lost yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, but it's not just like yeah. all these things like do they not to like romanticize some past or something, but there is a different, even without this, like, uh, you know, centrally planned socialist utopia we're talking about with these giant brutalist towers <laughs> of uh, daycares <laughs> in the bottom, like, an economy that worked in some other way for regular people would yeah. be one in which people, you know, were able to have meaningful lives and careers and right. dignified yeah. work in the place that they were from and lived around yeah. their family and knew mm-hmm. their neighbors and their community for a long time and where people naturally might 
just organically figure out this stuff. Yeah, like home um, home daycare centers actually kind of are a way to do this. Yeah, if we right. could find a like sort of in the more short to mid to term. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't even thought about it, but I don't know what you got to you know you got to first you have to own a home. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> step one. I mean, licensing is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Licensing is definitely weird. And, yeah. yeah, and that might be a problem. Well, I've got some. The, I mean. I own this boat. And there you go. Boat that, what would the insurance be on that? Yeah, well, you, could, you could go around the lake and the boat just picking the children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, in for all life the, jackets the, and the tie them on the kids. side. Yeah, yeah. 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 Pick them up in the Epstein one. But yeah, well, there was this. Joshua Horn tells a story. He was a British surgeon of going to China, and in you know, this is a bit of rural romanticism. But he does tell the story of being in this Chinese village out in the countryside. And all the women worked in a factory that was across the river and all the children would be taken care of by the older folks and the people who couldn't work, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of people from the war or whatever who were, couldn't work. Uh, and when the women would come across the river at the end of the shift, the children would run towards them because they would be waiting and you know, scream, mom, mom. And as Joshua Moore points out, being very English and very, you know, freaked out by this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Any woman would pick, he's like, oh, you know, they'd yell mom, and then the women would pick him up, and he's like, just any woman would pick up any kid, and they would just yell mom, right? And it was this community, uh, but what he's talking about was like, there was just a like community investment in actually raising the kids. Yeah. That's that really sort of amazing. Break down, yeah. you know, some of the, also, like, I'm suspicious of that, his analysis of that situation as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was he sort of doing that, like, classic like guy thing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, everyone looks the same. Yeah. yeah the, no, oh. I don't know that he approved of it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, to that point, I have a slightly different uh, prescription for this problem. I think that if we moved more to uh, intergenerational living in a mm. in yeah. one place, then yeah, you totally. actually need community. You have family. And this is sort of mm. increasingly common now with childcare is so expensive. A lot of grandparents are filling mm-hmm. in that role. Mm-hmm. And I can say that that's definitely something that's yeah, happened well, in my life. But yeah. they don't. They don't live at my house. Oh. But um, they could. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's almost like we, we feel like we have to invent that. But like that's the obvious it's re- way well, that you and know, it's returning like, back to a mm-hmm. way of living that did exist and yeah. still exists in some other places. Well, it, yeah. it, it, it's returning the exact way it exists in the 19th century, is which that the kids who are you know in their 20s and 30s can't afford anything right so they parents exactly for that yeah, reason yeah. and then they have a kid and the parents watch the kid but uh yeah and i i, I kind of want to get back to the being the nanny in the house so maybe some of the because you have this job that's both a workplace and it's intimate right and, right, right. Problems. and i mean there was this book uh uh uh, it's edited by Barbara Ehrenreich or whatever, but it was about child a lot of, a lot about childcare workers called Cold Women. But they talked about uh, in it the, the hiring of these nannies, and one of the things they complained about was when the kids would call the nanny mom, the nanny realized they're about to be fired. You're in this intimate situation where your child, the child at two or three doesn't understand the subtleties and flows of capitalism and the worker boss relationship. Yeah. And they maybe have some, uh, you know, emotional feelings that are put on the person who's actually doing the emotional well, labor the with thing. them. I was going to say, I mean, like, employer, that's right? one thing is like, I genuinely love my children. And yes, it's my job, but like, 
I generally love my children and they it's have It's kind of a requirement of the job. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. it's 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 one of the hazards in the same way that yeah. it's like hazardous to like fly a plane. And it's, it's a tricky thing to maneuver. <laughs> that movie. That. Even if you have a really great relationship <laughs> with your carers and the the expectation is that yes, you're caring for these children. But yeah. the first time where a child says, I love you, like you have to have that conversation with the parents of what are you comfortable with? This is like, why I like, only take care of pre of verbal like, children. Right. So I just, I just tell them, you love me. You love me. I'm your dad. Like, you're in a Trump speech. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like, like, I mean, this is obvious, but it's that just is highlighting the basic, like, stupidity of the intrusion of the market here that... Mm-hmm like into something that should be much more basic that these relationships are necessary to all human life and basic yeah. and the and these kids obviously have like a instinctual understanding of that that's extremely normal and they don't get like you're that it's been perverted in some bizarre convoluted way that mm-hmm. someone had to go on an app and find a nanny and like mm-hmm. and yeah. to pay a wage to show up and schedule these hours and like it doesn't make any sense but it's because that that's the weird market solution we've had to come up with yeah. for having destroyed everything natural. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to explain to your child that like this emotional bond you've developed with this person that actually that person is just the cheapest person I could find on Craigslist, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean you know in that sense that it creates maybe a, a tension between you and your employer. At the same time, you're in this intimate situation that creates openings for exploitation from your employer, right? Because you do like the kids. It's easy to be convinced to right. oh my gosh. Do it's that, that um, I mean, it happens even when you're working in like, preschools, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Um, and, and that's why they can put the load too. on you, yeah. like, without getting paid because they're like, well, you do this Don't you care you, about Don't them? you care yeah. about your kids? Yeah. So when I left my classroom, I felt. At, like incredibly guilty for leaving my kids and I was oh, really yeah. upset and but then I like it was one of those aha moments too mm-hmm. and I was like well I can still love my kids but I can't put 14 children like same room. other uh, over yeah. my own like needs mm-hmm. um but that's the expectation from the oh, outside yeah. is no you should be putting your needs over or like, well, yeah, that's or the cold putting them over your own needs. That's yeah. the cold market logic, right? Yeah, that, you know, yeah. To get the maximum, like, oh, do you get some pleasure points from this? Do you get like some emotional connection coins? Mm-hmm. Well, then we can yeah. pay less. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's a lot of industries now. When you like briefly mentioned it, Ben, I think it's it is the exact thing that gets used against teachers and mm-hmm. against nurses. So mm-hmm. in a female-led yeah. industry, right? Which if they go on strike, that is teachers, true. The, like, do not parallels care about kids, with that of like, oh, what, they, what is what? Yeah. yeah. It is never the hospital's fault for underpaying staff or for gouging patients. It's never the school's fault for uh, having Rahm Emanuel as mayor. You know, it's never, obviously, the fault of the preschool for essentially 
dumping their budget into this like managerial layer that doesn't do shit. It's yeah. always mm-hmm. your fault. And why well, don't you like the kids? Yeah, and we yeah. were doing all that work with these different managerial layers to get a star on the website. Oh, absolutely. You say so when people are comparing shoppers. It's basically just giving level them to, three, yeah. level four. What is our Google Rizzle? Well, it's no. really well, fu- absolutely like the amount of fucking work that you have to do within the classroom to get it up to standard, yeah. which. This shit is bullshit. Yeah. Absolute fucking bullshit. It doesn't fucking... Sorry, I no, am very no. passionate about that one. It does not benefit the children in no. any way. It just makes the school look fucking better so that you can get people in the door to get money. Yeah, no, I mean... I mean, that's really what it is. It's really well, not about the kids. Well, maybe we hit one of the central problems, right? Which is that most of us engage in the world... You know, in our real, actual life, we engage in the world as workers, but politically and in our minds, we engage as consumers. So we see that star, whatever, and we think, that's great. Like, credentialism, yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know that my child care, the place I send my baby, has a mm-hmm. A-plus little, little, little mm-hmm. loving <laughs> education babies. And it, and it shows the limitations of engaging in politics as a consumer as opposed to yeah. as you know, a worker, literally anything else, honestly, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Right. Yeah, well, <laughs> going back to those, yeah, I just, I, it brought my uh, brain back to working at those chapters. Yeah. And I'm yeah. glad I don't do that anymore. I mean, but. did you guys yeah. want to, you said, Greg, you wanted to record another one? We might get to that, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess my last question on this was going to be, like, does, is there anything do we know about anything on the horizon as a new model in seattle is anyone talking about seattle Mm. specifically like are there any better models here that are actually happening or that people want to make happen here oh there are no better better models there's just lots of models now they are trying to implement and force a new model yeah um but nothing good but nothing good yeah i mean (laughs) cool yeah i mean that that's part of the course i mean no but but, like seriously but like it's it's possible. Like we just need basically to just cover to copy what big goofy Bill de Blasio did in New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with like, it's not perfect, but like to basically just expand what public education is to kids who are four and kids who are three right. and kids who are two. Like, at least have that as a baseline. Is, yeah. there, is there any way we can do that with an app? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> All right, we're out. Yeah. Damn it. Exactly. Yeah, we're, you put uh, a chip in your child and and uh, yeah. you know control it with the app. We only endorse app based solutions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Innovation. Yeah. Innovation. Yeah. yeah, not solutions. Ooh. Innovations. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm realizing. So when I was looking at the um, little website for the agency, I noticed that there was another innovation team for that. Oh sure. Yeah. I am like my mind is blown by this innovation team. I think I need to be part of an innovation team because that seems pretty cool. Well, it should be noted that for all the, uh, you know, now that Chernobyl's out or whatever, for all the complaints about Soviet bureaucracy, American, modern American capitalism creates a, just astounding bureaucratic layer, and innovation teams are just another part of it. Of these, yeah, just, it's innovating know, new layers. Yeah, yeah, you're basically, yeah you just do nothing, fucking managers yeah. who you're paying for, right? Yeah. Well, you don't. And, like, you wouldn't need you know, all these metrics if there wasn't. A lot of superfluous layers because yeah. that, those are the mediation yeah. between people who are doing something and people who are not. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that's how exactly. that's how you people are not nice doing anything. Stay connected down. to the people to the work being done. Yeah, so absolutely. that's how you know we're full of shit. Um, 
Cool, man. Well, Colin, what else yeah. we have uh, well, today? Uh, we have we have one new patron Very uh, cool. who, for the second time ever, happens to also be our, one of our guests. Oh, so this is easy. <laughs> uh, new rule: uh, everyone who comes on the show must. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a patron. That's going to be the only an hey. ongoing patron. Well, Yikes! I mostly decided like I I Just went to the patron. I'll do it. I wanted to see how many patrons there were. Because mm-hmm. you're very excited. Because I was really excited for somebody to name. Get Brian a new name. Yeah. And then I was sitting waiting to go to work. And I saw there was 29. And I was like, you know what? Let's get to that 30. I do not accept <laughs> this right. as the 30th patron. I will not accept a new name until we hit 30. Well, actually, yeah, that is kind of funny. Because does it count when it's all money? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like, we have combined, like, financials. Those are the same bank account. <laughs> so, uh, then we might need to get two more patrons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I. Uh, Ben, do you have uh, plugs? Oh, yeah. Or, also, thank you oh, for coming yeah. on. But do you Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming, guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Ben, yeah, talking I, to us about childcare. Yeah. We know Ben has a podcast. Yes. It's called mm-hmm. Unpopular Front. It's yes. It's very good. Unpopularfront.com. Mm-hmm. It's all it's your subscription unpopular. things. No, I'm just no it, it is very unpopular. <laughs> Don't worry. I, no, I see name. the stats. Yeah, exactly. It's literally true. I lean into it. But uh, yeah, if uh, you are interested in left politics, socialism, mm-hmm. uh, electoral politics to a degree, I try to like, it's sort of like a Hadley show. It's like half, I sort of do like a sort of essay thing. And then I try to interview people. So I interview people like Liza Featherstone, Yasmin Nair, uh, Ben Burgess, people like that if you guys have heard those names mm-hmm. uh yeah so uh podcast. check it out yeah it's another yeah. another socialist podcast awesome unpopular front eh, until but the world is inundated with them there's superior not name oh well yeah it's, a, it's one of the it's one of the better names the name. yeah yeah and also i will say that one of the people who complained about us not having microphones i think brought yours up and was like hey, microphones are easy guys <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, I so, think so I did. Ben had actually. better sound quality than us for like going way back. But that that's just from doing music stuff in my uh, in in my room. Like I already had the gear. <laughs> like, it was a combination of being like a PC gamer and having compute and doing like music stuff. You kind of already have it. Yeah, so, explains why you hear that so everyone explains like guys, PC gaming. It's the only I don't. I don't even, it's the only way to do it. PC master race. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm not even much of a gamer anymore. Don't say that. It. Sorry, I'm <laughs> still a gamer. Uh, so you're also on Twitter before we yes, get to at Ben Udishin. Yeah, U D A S H E N. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure you loved Ben, but even if you didn't, you should follow him because he changes his display name all the time, and it's oh, hilarious. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing! I, yeah, always hilarious. Games, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish oh, I does anyone get the, the most re- recent one? I'm not sure. It's, it's like a yeah. ridiculous Dave, David Bowie reference. But, uh, <laughs> it's the European canon is here, but um, <laughs> <laughs> and Don't so and Bryn is at Gabe the Cat. And- I am at. Gave the cat one. One, yeah. Mm-hmm. That gave the cat one. It, it, t- it took me a while to figure it out. But I did figure out that it was you. So. Um, also, <laughs> also uh, plugs. You have oh, a I event do. coming um, up. Oh, so yeah. after, you know, bawling my eyes out about a million times over the poor babies that are locked in cages at the border, yeah. um, I realized my tears were not going to help them. 
So um, I decided to um, organize a fundraiser. So on August 10th at the Beer Authority in North Seattle, uh, we're going to have a bad movie night double feature. Um, uh, there will be a popcorn bar, a silent auction, um, and before the movie, we're doing a bad movie night trivia. So there will be many ways to help donate the money that are going to mm -hmm. go to races um, for Very the nice. Baby's legal funds. It's like you designed a game um, for Colin and I to win. <laughs> I know, right? For real. Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, just to pitch the silent auction a little bit, uh, we have like glass work from like local artists. Oh, yeah. And council candidate Chris Baguero will make you oh, paella. Okay. Well, yeah, I gave him up. We he will make it in front of you. Paella. It is oh, delicious. It is. Right. Yeah, yeah, I have to say, as a vegetarian, when I saw the picture, I almost fell on my chair because it looked incredible. Yeah, yeah. it looks so good. When he makes it in front of you, he like chats you up the entire, and it's it is a show. It's a whole show he puts on. <laughs> yeah, and then I don't know, maybe he like reads a room really well, like reads his <laughs> table really well. Yeah. Maybe this is just the way he serves up everybody, but. Um, oh, the, 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 the plates were heaping. Like, it was, there was some real fat guy energy. Yeah. <laughs> it was heaping. And I, so Is he I a big boy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 but he has, yes, yes. You're also not a big boy. Shut up. He has the I'm the energy. thinnest I've been in 15 years. So, and look, he's a, he, you know, he real. used to work in a kitchen. He's a, re he knows how to cook. Motherfucker knows how to cook. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And I think that the magic number, get five of your friends, go bet on it. Because I think six people will give you the fattest <laughs> amount of pie. So I have a, I have a statement, Chris. If you're listening, I live in that district. And <laughs> I've tweeted a lot about one of your opponents and supporting them. So if you want me to change your vote, I'm not going to say who I'm supporting. It's Ari. It's Ari. It's Ari. It's Ari. It's Ari. It's Ari. Ari. Okay. I was thinking about this. Sorry. Before we go, I hang out with Spec. Yeah. He's neighborhood buddies. Okay. His kids go to the same park that I go to. But yeah, I just was thinking how they had the. Secret Service sent to his house. Oh my god, I know. Uh, and, and how like this is proving Ari Hoffman is like the most scared man in Seattle. Oh sure, he's yeah. the most spooked dude. And yeah. I have to say, bad Jewish representation. Oh, you know, it's, terrible. it's been a while. Like I think I think you're assimilated. You can handle this, dude. Yeah, yeah. You can handle this, Ari. <laughs> yeah, and I will say also in the silent auction, I'm gonna cast shadow magic on you. Yeah, there's a chance to harass Ari Hoffman. It's on the silent auction as well. So. Yes. So please, oh, wait, I didn't know about that. Beer that Authority on uh, Lake City Way on what day? August tenth. That's a Saturday. Wait, what are you raising 10th? money for? Like uh, to buy guns to, to, to <laughs> no, racists, right? Legal uh, fees. Yeah, legal fees. Um, like, for their legal oh. funds. Um, yeah. So lawyers and money, no guns. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, but like I said, we will take a separate donation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or in kind. To, like, donate. Donate. Donation so, in kind. To send with your lawyers and money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Warren Sivan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, awesome. definitely come by. Thank you. That's yeah. Awesome. Also, yeah, please, please do. If you want to meet uh, one of the cast members of Sale Sucks, I'll be there. And uh, if you don't want to meet me, I'll oh, be there. Oh, wait, no, I so absolutely whatever you, want, whatever you believe. You guys to come, like, they, you know that you're going to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be there. I will do yeah. the best I can. Oh, no, no, no. I do not control my fucking calendar. No, no, he, he really doesn't. <laughs> okay, I give him. Uh, Colin gets a pass. Greg will be there. He has to bring his whole family. You do not. Yeah. No, I'll be there. When is it? 
Bringing the tenth. Are do you listen to anything anyone else says? Yeah, God damn it! I know it's being recorded. It's because I'm a so woman. Can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> call it out. Call it out. <laughs> canceled. Yeah, were canceled. you gonna say something? Two thirds of the field now canceled. Canceled. Hey, my head low. Yeah, yeah. Greg Besides, canceled. like, I that I need to cancel myself because I do need to leave. All right. Well, let's wrap up. Yeah. So thank, thank you again. Thank you so much, guys. This has been great. And thank you for the work that you do because it is very important and very valuable yeah uh, no i am Thank the best you. even though i'm a man even though you're not watching <laughs> my children i do appreciate yeah. it and to be clear ben's work is uh 24 better than yours <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> hey, man. by the way Colin's i've already talked to you about this he does but it for free. since yeah, all of exactly. our children are about the same age we're definitely yeah, doing gotta do it shit. gotta oh, do yeah. it hell yeah now I'll that see. it's summer yeah. Yeah. Now that you're don't have the plague or whatever. Yeah, it was. I know. Yeah. TV play date coming to a city park <laughs> near you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listeners know. So Bring your kids. Yeah, yeah I'm always right. in the same two places. All right. So just go down Beacon. That's if you have to see two adult men taking care of children, <laughs> which will be your, your key to know that it's and if you get it, yeah, that, exactly. that never happens. Yeah, it never happens. It's true. It's never happened. It's quite rare. Uh, well, yeah. So thank you again, and um, I think we've started saying if you aren't aware we have a lot of full-length episodes on our patreon so you mm-hmm. should give us some money if you like the show we know you did yeah. to hear more <laughs> of stuff like this yeah yep okay. so, but those are actually better they're better because people pay more. Yeah, they're, right. They're better because they cost money. And one final thing, we also have a uh, online periodical called the Seattle Sucks Picayune, run by the Bledden Freaks, a team of <laughs> Bledden Freaks and their editor, Brian Pikachu Platt, Detective Pikachu Platt, Brian <laughs> Supermanny Platt, I don't know yet, but um, check that out too. That's uh, at our website slash blog, forward slash blog. Um, and with that, I think... I think we're done. So thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.